Shalom, and welcome to A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, a trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear, so that they would run to him, that they might be warned. We are here sounding the alarm that our time on earth is short, and we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by, and how to engage in the war that we are standing in the middle of. Today, we're talking with our good friends Oleg and Jeremy, and we're going to talk about this season, this Christmas season, this being our last show of the year. Grant has given me permission to talk to these gentlemen and, and talk just to you guys about the hope that we all need in this dark time, and that hope being found in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, Thank JD. you. So, Christmas means something different to everything, every one of us, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. So, we all come from different backgrounds. I definitely come from a different one than you guys because I grew up way out west and you guys are all from this side of the country. But every, everywhere we have our traditions. But as believers, we have one thing that draws us all together, and that is... Well, Jesus, the reason for the season. That's right. Yes, yes. And so birthdays, we all celebrate our own birthday, I assume, and our mm -hmm. children, if we have children, our parents, we all celebrate birthdays throughout the year from time to time. And so the reason that we celebrate a birthday is because it represents the beginning of something great, something important to us, right? So... This birthday that we celebrate in December every year, which, by the way, that's also the month that my birthday's in. Oh. <laughs> but this birthday has a, has a unique and, and a great significance to all of us that are believers and have for the last 2,000 years. So, Oleg, what is it that you personally see about the birth of Christ and, and the Christmas season that is unique and special to you? Well, JD, if you're talking about birthdays, this is by far the most important birthday that ever been and ever will be. And uh, because it is the birth of, uh, not only of Christ the Messiah, mm -hmm. but the birth of new covenant. <clears throat> it was uh, the beginning of new hope for many people back then, 2000 years ago. And it is still relevant today, every single year, every single day of our lives. Because without the birth of Christ, we could not experience the hope. We could not live the freedom. And we could not have faith that we have right now. So it is the most significant. It is the most important um, birthday. Uh, for us, those who believe, and uh, for those that do not believe even, uh, because they can also have the same hope as we do. Mm -hmm. So I think that Jesus, when he, when he was born, <clears throat> he came to fulfill the old, fulfill the, the law, and, and give us a new hope, um, something that we can, that we don't have to go out and, and, and do in our own strength, but uh, take it in faith. 
Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it is all about hope, faith, and love. Absolutely. The three the greatest. That's right. What do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, the, everything about the birth of Jesus is just, is it, it, it's, it's a birthday, but it's unlike any other birthday any other birth that, that we've ever seen in history. It, it was supernatural from the mm-hmm. start. And mm-hmm. it was a, it was like the, the culmination of the ages coming together. It was like all these hopes and expectations from, you know, all the patriarchs to the prophets to everyone that had gone before was all coming together in this one baby, this Messiah, that although the prophets detailed this the the town the place how he would be born it was still shrouded in mystery mm-hmm. and it was missed by so many but there was those that saw it you know we think of the shepherds we think of the uh, you know to uh mary who the, who was was chosen by god mm-hmm. you know at such a young age to carry this christ child and um, you know, we think of the the three wise men as well, just how they were able to see something. They were able to, through all of the, the things going on at that time, the oppression um, in in Israel at that time, they were able to see through it and see the hope that was shining through. And uh, so it was it was supernatural. It was powerful. And so to remember that. And and what we have now, because of what happened at that time in history, is is so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it's interesting. <clears throat> you both made some interesting points. When you talked about how even the non-believer has something in this birth, right? Mm-hmm. And if in I don't know when I grew up, we had A.D. and B.C. Mm-hmm. So. Even our dates recognized, and that was a that had nothing to do with being a believer or not. Our dates recognize the before Christ era, which we now call it BCE, right? Mm-hmm. And then then we have the AD, right? So his his entrance into the world was marked by everyone, sure. not just mm-hmm. the believer. Yeah, right. Even those that would deny him. Still had to acknowledge right. a BC or AD timeline. Mm-hmm. So that that's a mark that was put on the world by just the entrance into the world by this baby that you just spoke of. Yeah. And I thought the, the thing that you were talking about, Jeremy, very interesting is that Christ's birth was the the culmination or the answering of promises, mm-hmm. right? Um, all, the Old Testament talked about. A, a Messiah that would come and that he, you know, he would unite people and he would do all these different things. And his birth was a, an answer to those promises. Yes. And we watched as he lived his life and he walked in this world and did all the things that he did. We watched him answer prophecy after prophecy and promise after promise. Right. And even when he later and that he would go to the cross he continued all the way through his time on earth to answer those promises. Amen. Yeah. And you're right. 
it, it, it really is about the hope. Because for those centuries, those millennia before Christ entered the world, people had gone through dark times. And it was hope for the Messiah that got so many through that allowed them to build nations, to to live the lives that they lived like Daniel and, and these other men who lived for that hope, for that promise that God had made so many years before, so many times over the years, that he would send this Redeemer. And then, and we're pretty sure that it's not really in December. We just celebrate it this time of year. Um, Likely it was in the summertime for us. But um, he did send his son to redeem this world, to show us a different way. And... Those, those that were there when he came, they were looking for a, a military champion, somebody to relieve the pain and, and bring victory on this world. But he showed us that that promise, that hope was so much greater than this plane, right? That hope yeah. isn't here. That, that was one of the things I think that Christ did that was so important for us was to show us that our, our hope our finality isn't here on this earth. Right. That our right. hope is so much bigger than we can understand. What we are actually hoping for, what we're actually looking forward to, is beyond anything that our minds can currently con- conceive. That what he has is for us is so great, so magnificent and beautiful, mm. that what we see here as beauty is but just a m- tiny, tiny taste of it. Yeah. And we have some gorgeous stuff on this world. I mean, there's so much beauty here that we tend to overlook. It's it's just amazing what God's given us to, as a preview of what heaven will look like. And then to be in the presence of your creator, to know what true, true love is really like, to be in the presence of love. Yeah. I mean, what an amazing thing that he brought into this baby. That he packaged all of that into one infant. And gave it to us as a gift. I mean, I think that's all inspired to me. I mean, in a world that we live in today that is so heavy laden. Mm-hmm. I mean, just take the last couple of years, guys. We, we live in a world that has been just filled with fear <clears throat> and confusion and anger and lies and misinformation. I, I see people all over the globe that are just living hopeless. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we have incident after incident of things happening right now. And people act out when they have no more hope. They do bad things. And we see that all the time. I mean, we're seeing people going around in in California and just crashing into stores and robbing them blind. Hmm. We have uh, school shootings again. We have rape and murder is up like crazy. We have... All kinds of just insane things happening in the world. But if you look at it, you spent the last two years being told to be afraid of something you can't see. Right. And to lock yourself away and live afraid of your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Live afraid of your brother, your Mm -hmm. sister, your mom, your dad. Mm -hmm. How do you expect anybody to have hope in that? I mean, you have to get to some point where people, you have to recognize people right now 
can't see a future that they're they're this is it and they're at, many people are at the end of their rope so that's why i think this time of year is so important that right. we can talk to them about that hope something greater than us something greater than this world something greater than this pandemic i mean the pandemic this virus uh, has no power over christ that's right that's right yeah. I mean, do you see people in your lives that you think are, are losing hope? Have you seen that in the world around you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, anywhere you go, you see that more and more. Matter of fact, um, <clears throat> it's almost as if people slowly but surely just given up and they're being dependent on um, <clears throat> what the media is telling them what the newspapers are are, are, are telling them. Uh, they're looking to quote unquote influential um, outlets, talking heads. Yeah, just telling mm-hmm. you what to do and how to do it because people don't know. They can't decipher. First of all, they can't decipher. Um, black from white from black, mm-hmm. right? They can't tell what is true, what is not, because things have just boy from gone. girl. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the things just anywhere you look at, things just kind of flipped upside down, and 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 now people just don't know. And uh, if you don't have the actual truth, you don't have that that <clears throat> you know the path of the righteousness mm-hmm. that you're following. Uh, you have really no hope, so you default automatically to uh, to rely on sources to tell you what to do and 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 how to live, and and at that moment, people just saying, "Listen, I just want I just want to have a roof over my head. I just want to have some food on my table, and that's it. And I'm I'm good. I'm content." And, and and it's sad that you see, you know, on daily basis that people defaulting to that kind of life because it's no longer, you no longer live, you just exist. It's mm-hmm. really the existence yeah. of a person. And now when we're comparing to when Christ came in, when Jesus was born, I mean, when, when think about it 2,000 years ago, <clears throat> many times I just sat down and thought about it. Why did he pick that particular time to come? Because truly it was one of the worst times in uh, uh, in Israel's historic timeline, right? I mean, they were under heavy, uh, uh, heavily occupied by Romans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not heard. They have not have any um, any pro, pro, uh, prophecies or, or prophets speaking for about seven hundred years. So this is so this is literally was. <laughs> As we we call it, dark ages for for Israelites, right? right? So when you think about it and you look at it, and and we know the lawlessness were, was rampant at that time because you have you have not only all these 
idols from the past, from the past nations that were creeping in into Israelites. Now you have the influence of Greeks, which is extremely heavily into, uh, you know, methodicals and into uh, different different types of theologies mm-hmm. and, and philosophies, right? And this is what, when we look at it today, this is exactly what's happening. We have all these philosophers, we have all these um, doctrines of, as I may to say, doctrines of evil, right? Just, just pulling you in all kinds of directions and say, well, this is right, but this is right. I'm right, but you have mm-hmm. to respect me because that, that this is my truth, right? So what? wait, wait, wait. No, we have that today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, we've come full circle though in, exactly. some, in some of these areas, and that's exactly what I'm saying. That Jesus Christ came in the midst, in the middle of that biggest chaos mm-hmm. in hum in humanity. And that's why when we look at today, we can say, you know what? This is that type of chaos that was 2000 years ago. So we are the only, our only way is to look up to the heaven, right. to have that hope, you know, to have that, that faith and, and follow the, the, the only word that is, that is truth in a way, because otherwise we're just going to be just as scared and just as hopeless as rest of the world. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And we have a lot of different avenues that, that uh, Satan has used to create confusion and anger and hopelessness and fear and and all of these things are across the world, right? I mean, it's just you could open up any news outlet and see 20 stories that are that seem to be designed to incite fear and confusion and delusion and just hopelessness. I mean, goodness gracious, any given day you got, you know, Russia's getting ready to attack Ukraine and the Chinese are getting ready to check Taiwan. And, mm-hmm. and we had the, Om- uh, Om- what is it? The, the Omicron virus outbreak mm-hmm. in Africa that's quickly spread across the world, by the way, and is able to be detected in all these nations, yet they don't have a test to the test for it. So I'm not sure how they're doing that. So we won't try to do the math here. Um, it was the have, same way as Delta was. Yeah, exactly. So, and then we have, you know, school shootings across America and we have, you know, all, all these outbreaks of violence in, in the world. And we have, you know, attacks on our children in the schools and we have gender confusion and all these other, I mean, just, it's like pound, 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 one on top of the other, boom, 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 be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Because if you make somebody just insanely afraid, Mm-hmm. You've taken away all their hope. Yeah, and that's the and that's the way you can control them. Right, and you know the father of lies. He wants them. you to be afraid. Sure, because what comes from fear, and it's crazy that I'm gonna you know <laughs> I'm gonna try to quote Yoda here for a second, but <laughs> darkness comes from that, right? Mm-hmm. Fear. Yeah, fear is the key. Yoda must have read the Bible. Well, <laughs> he must have. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it, it's an absolute truth that it, to, in order to get people to go over to this dark mindset, this hopelessness, you start with fear. Yes. Because you take away anything that keeps them grounded. Yeah. And then you work on them until they no longer have anything to hope for the future. And once you get that done, then you're right. They're just existing. Because it's the only thing that matters is this moment. 
because this moment may be the last moment. You know, it's uh, it's interesting that you're mentioning this is something that uh, <laughs> fear paralyzes person, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I know by watching a little bit of Animal Planet, tigers, <laughs> when they are about to attack a prey, they roar extremely closely to the ground. And that sends shockwaves and vibrations. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that the fear, they say that, that there's a fear comes in in that vibration and it literally paralyzes its prey. And the prey just stands still in, the, uh, in its place and gives the tiger a moment to attack. Right. And, uh, and our Bible says that uh, the enemy is uh, like a roaring lion, lo looks around whom to attack, right? And he's attacking those who are weak, who are isolated, and who are wounded. And everything that we are experiencing for the past two years, it's nothing but that. Right. Absolutely right. People are being isolated because mm -hmm. they're being told to stay home and not to come together. People are being wounded by, uh, by illness, and they're scared. Yeah, and we've, we've all know somebody that's been close to us that has mm -hmm. been impacted by this, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I've been impacted, you know, and <clears throat> I've, I've been able to find victory in it, mm -hmm. right? but it has impacted me. Mm -hmm. Now, I just think about the, what the word says around fear. It says perfect love cast out fear. And what more of an example of perfect love than Jesus coming and bodily for God in, mm -hmm. in human form, perfect love in human form coming to give us hope. And to, I think another aspect that I see today, you know, whether we're talking about our country or whether we're talking about even the body of Christ, uh, the church is that the enemy is wanting to divide and conquer mm -hmm. and he's wanting to split people. And, you know, Jesus said, Father, I pray that they would be one, even as you and I are one. And that is his mm -hmm. prayer. And that's mm -hmm. the enemy fights against that to bring things in. I've seen as recently as this week, and I get people's heart and they want to, they get passionate about things and we get really upset about things. But then if we're not careful, we want to point the finger. Yeah. Hey, that guy over there, he's right. not, well, he's not with us, Jesus. He's casting out demons in your name, but he's not with us. Tell him to stop. No. If he's not against us, he's for us. Right. And so we we got to kind of remember, and but the enemy wants to get us fighting oh, with each yeah. other, bickering and, and squabbling over things that don't really matter, which our hope really isn't in, right? Because our hope is we, we were given this hope through his first coming, mm -hmm. but then we have another hope of his second there coming. There you go his return where he will come and he will establish his government like they had it thought that he would when he first came, first time. but he will come and establish his rule forever and ever. And that's what we, that's what we look forward to. And we've got to make sure that we don't allow this division to come in and, and rob us yes. of the brotherly love that, that he's called us to, to. he said, you'll know, They'll know that you're my disciples. Why? Because you go to church? No. Nope. Because you got a Bible? No. Nope. Because of your love. love. 
one for another. Yes. That's how they'll know. And that's really what God's been convicting me of recently. Is like, be careful. Be careful what you try to jump on the bandwagon with. Mm -hmm. Even though it may make a lot of sense, look look past it and think, what is the underlying thing there? Don't be swept up in some mm -hmm. of these things that are divisive, you know? Absolutely. If it's not rooted in love, don't have anything to do yeah. with it. Right? I mean, not for, not undermining truth, right? Right. You know, we, we got to stand for truth. But some things, you know, just reading about what Jesus, what he said to the, the Pharisees, mm -hmm. there was traditions yeah. of men, mm. but they forsake the law of God to uphold the traditions of men. And sometimes if we're not careful, we can get caught in that same trap today. Absolutely. We can uphold and, our traditions. Well, you know, I, I see this all the time online <sighs> because there are those that would argue, you know, that it's pagan to celebrate Christ's birth on December 25th, that... This is just wrong. How can you do that? You're not really a true believer. I'm just like, seriously, stop with the division. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're a true believer, you would never try to bash somebody that wants to be one with Christ for for any of that. You right. would just go, look, we disagree on this point, but I'm going to love you anyhow. Yeah. That's God. That's Christ. Mm -hmm. And... You know, in the fact that, you know, on our show, we've recognized the fact that God is love. I mean, it's just that what he is. He's God is love. Amen. Yes. Christ is hope. Yes. And he's still hope today because of what you said exactly. His ho he was hope fulfilling, destinated, fulfilling prophecy, fulfilling promises when he was born. But he's still hope today because yes. we know that he's going to come back and claim what is his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that hope hasn't ended. It's still a living hope. And and that's what I think that we as believers have such a great responsibility to get people to understand that aren't believers is regardless of what's going on in this world, we can't have hope in man because he will let us down. And that's like what you were Sorry. speaking of is so many people right now have hope in man or the government or some other entity that is going to save us from this pandemic or mm. save us from, you know, a foreign power or some other thing, mm -hmm. this, that, the other thing, violence in the street and, you know, the political left, the political right, whatever it is, somebody's got to save us. Yeah. No, 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 no. He has. He has. He has. Yeah. And guess what? He's given you the opportunity to be hopeful for something so much greater. Not any of this means nothing. Right. And that is true power. And when you can get to the point where your hope is looking here and it's looking at what Christ has promised and what he's given and what he's going to continually give you, you no longer are influenced by the fear of this world. You're no longer influenced by those lies. You can rise above it because he'll hold you there. And he'll protect you. People, well, you're a Christian. You think, God, you just got to pray and it's not going to get you sick. No, that's not how it works. I got this this stupid thing. My wife got it. My daughter got it. My wife and daughter were put in the hospital. You know, and we went through a terrible time. We recovered. By the grace of God, here we are. We're all recovered. Mm -hmm. We're back to doing our normal life things. But guess what? I didn't have to be afraid of it. Amen. I may have got afflicted by it, yeah. but it didn't control me. Yes. It didn't rob me of my hope. Yes. Right. That is Christ. 
Yes. That is God holding you above it. That doesn't mean your body gets to be relieved of it. It means your heart, your soul is relieved of it. It doesn't have impact on you. Watch the rest of the world. So many people are afraid of something they've never had. I've had it. I felt like I was dying. I couldn't breathe. But I didn't get afraid of it. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. You know, a lion can attack two people. They can both recover. One's going to be terrified of lions the rest of his life because he has nothing to hang on to, no hope. But the believer will go, God carried me through. Yes. And he can again. Yes. Well, yeah. At the end, what you're describing is is that hope in your heart. Mm-hmm. That's the believer's heart, right? Because once you have that hope, you have that peace. And uh, while you're going through tribulations or illness or any of what you're what we're describing here, it's at the end of the day. Do you have peace that surpasses all understanding, <laughs> or you have fear? Right. That also can surpass all understanding. Well, yes. or explanation. How about that? Explanation, too. Or some sort of explanation to explain what kind of fear you have, right? <laughs> I, I, I know <laughs> some people you, that are... The, ooh, the, they're, the they're... people, you know, and I, and I, and I just kind of created that on the spot here, fear that surpasses all understanding because majority, really of people, majority of people don't even understand what they're, f- what they're yeah. afraid of. Oh, yeah, they have no knowledge. They have no knowledge. They right? just are doing what the TV box told them to say. And exactly. You know? But I, I rather rely on peace that surpasses all, all understanding. Yeah. And the only way to have peace is to have that hope in your heart, that faith. And, and peace is a person. And peace mm-hmm. is a person. That's what we're talking about. He's, that's right. He is, yeah, and he's that, love. He is, he is peace. He's the and prince that, of peace. He is our peace, yeah. He is the prince and, of peace. And the, the book tells us, the Bible tells us that is written in this book that, that peace and that hope can defeat everything in your life. Right, right. And if you believe that, Mm. and you can experience it, but it's hard to experience something you don't believe in, right? Yeah. You know, the, the, um, this account kind of comes to my mind, you know, when, uh, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo were thrown, were about to go to the pit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, They were answering the king, you know, they, they were extremely confident in their faith that God is going to deliver them. But even within that sentence, they say, but even if he doesn't, we're still not going to yes. bow down to you. Right. So what that meant, when you read that, it means they have complete undeniable faith that God will deliver them. Mm-hmm. But yet they have this undeniable peace and hope that no matter what happened, no matter what consequence there is, they're okay with that. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like they're, they're not just serving God if the outcome is favorable. Right. Exactly right. It's exactly. like whether this is favorable or not, not favorable, we're okay I'm with not that. changing my stance We're here. not fair weather believers. That's powerful. Yeah. I think we've kind of all kind of uh, got a little, little teeny, teeny tiny taste of what that looks like mm. and maybe more to come. Yeah. But it's yeah. Uh, that, that faith that just is unshakable no matter what comes our way. Yeah. And that, and that uh, this season that we're celebrating 
is a source of strength for that faith. Yes. Because he is also the continuous renewer of our strength. Yeah. Right? So in those days where we feel weak and we feel like this may be a, I don't know, can I stand? And But we always have the ability to go back to him, talk to him, give me strength. And he will. He, he will. He will restore your strength. Because he knows that there are going to be times that are going to be hard, right? Yeah. I mean, how would you like to be like Daniel? He knew that when he went to his room to pray that he was breaking the law and that he could get thrown in the lines then. And what happened? He still went and did it. Yep. Because he had the strength. God gave him the strength to do what he knew was right. And his hope wasn't in the king. His hope was in God. I think he also, um, you know, because sometimes we can think like, oh, Daniel was just some superhuman. No. But I think he was a normal human that just set his will. Mm, there you go. To align with God's word. Right. And that's where we see the supernatural. When we align our will mm-hmm. and purpose with God's word, then supernatural things happen. Like yes. hungry lions not eating all night. There you go. <laughs> you know? That's uh, and then they were you knew they were hungry because when he put the other guys the other in guys there, they, they, they didn't even get five a chance minutes to the ground. Over, right? <laughs> yeah, they were just oh. picking their teeth with the bones in a minute. <clears throat> so you know, absolutely. I mean, it is exactly that. You set your will to follow. Yeah, and once you do that, then everything else opens up to you, and it is a supernatural opening, right? Because then your mind opens up to the possibilities of what God can do with you. Your mind allows you to believe that, yes, God can and will protect me. Or even if he doesn't, yeah. it's okay. Because guess what? I I had many people, oh, what happens if you die? Well, I get to go to heaven sooner. <laughs> yeah. I don't live for this world. Yeah, but what about your children? I said, well, I've taught all my children to believe in Jesus Christ. I've done my part. You know, Paul himself was debating on that subject. He says, you know, for me to die is being with Christ. Yeah. But yet I kind of want to be hanging around with you here to help you guys out. <laughs> Not for my own pr- purpose, but for yours. But I would love to be with Christ right now. Oh, man. Yeah, but just to be able to be here and to see what the next cool thing that God does. Oh, wow. Because, you know, I, 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 I get to experience and see all the things he does all the time. And I just can't wait to see the next thing that he does. I'm like, because now I'm like, I can't wait for those. Look, look, God did that right there. You see that? That was God. Because that wasn't me. It wasn't any of you guys. God did that. And you can tell. You know. And it's awesome to be part of that, to be a witness to it. And so (laughs) to be in this season and have the ability to celebrate the birth of the hope of our faith for all those people that went before us, all those people that will come after us. This is the hope and it continues to be the hope. And this hope continues on to the next thing and to the next thing. Mm. Yeah. It's the most powerful thing there is. This is why the, the people that are not believers that fight, the Christian faith. This is why they hate it so much because they don't get to experience the hope, but they understand how much power it has and they do fight it. 
yeah um you know hope peace you know that that's uh those are the things that society cannot create you can't buy it you can't buy matter of fact i read the statistic that uh the number one thing that most rich people on the deathbed desire and regret for is peace mm. their peace mm -hmm, in their lives mm -hmm. while they had anything else that they could buy but that was the only thing they could never buy and and i believe and that's why we do Christians are being resented for those things because it's not attained by human strength and human abilities. It is only given to us by God himself, mm -hmm. you know, by that baby that was born 2,000 years ago, right? Um, who is now the king king of the universe, right? Yes. Um, but I wanted to ask you, J.D., actually. <laughs> you asking all the questions, but I wanted to well, ask you. I, hey, all right. I like it. Since we're talking about, since we're talking about the, the season, the Christmas, what is your favorite story about the birth of Christ? Like anything, you know, from, from the, the actual story from the beginning of the end of actual birth, what is your favorite story and why? I think that uh, this is actually an easy question for me. <laughs> I, I think that, um, one, I love the humble beginnings of our Lord and Savior. I love the fact that he wasn't born in a palace, that he didn't have, have kingly or, or robes put on him from day one. I love the fact that the God of the universe, the creator of all things, and, and this is a story that I tell people all the time, so I love it. Like, you'd think he'd just set you up, but I, he, I didn't. <laughs> but this is how important that we are, I am, that you are, that you are, mm. the God that created the universe got off of his throne, mm. was born in a manger, filthy manger with animals surrounding him. Right. The lowliest life you could possibly have to be born into. And he chose to be born in a time where you didn't have the modern conveniences of showers and modern medicine. He was born in a time that was the early death rate. That, that was a hard life. He was born into a people of Jews that were persecuted and hated by much of the world. Mm. He took all that onto himself and he walked a blameless life. Right. Right. To go to the cross for me and to die, go into hell, defeat it, yeah. walk out of that grave and go establish a home for me forever. That's how important that God saw me, mm. how important he saw you, how important he saw you and everybody listening to this. That's how important we are individually to him because he said he would leave the flock for the one. Yes, leave right. the 99 for the one. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that means each and every one of us are that singularly important to him that, that he did it for each and every one of us individually. That's how special we are. That's how we should see our lives, that we are so special that the creator of all Amen. came here for us. I love that part of the story. And I love the fact that the shepherds, some of the people that were the most yeah. thought the least of, that were pushed aside, they were the ones that come to him out of love, yes. not out of curiosity, not out of obligation, and not searching for a promised Messiah, but they came to him out of love. And to me, those, those are the two stories that come together that God loved us so much that he did this and that these people of the lowliest of the low with the purest hearts came to him in love at the same time. Yeah. To I'm, me, that's the most beautiful love story ever. 
Mm. I couldn't agree with you more. Just reading it and just watching um, this movie my wife had about the nativity. Mm. It was very impactful. At first I was like, you know, okay, I thought it was going to be more, you know, hokey, but it was just so on point and just, it just shows that God went out of his way oh. to send his son into the, to a, a girl in the ghetto mm-hmm. that just, you know, and to such a lowly state that there would be nothing that we could look upon him and say, wow, there he is. If we didn't know him by the re- revelation of his Holy Spirit, we would have missed him, yeah. you know, and, and, and God did that. Because to give us that hope that no matter where we started in this life, that we can still end kings and priests to our God. And that he says that his promise is that we will rule and reign with him, Mm. right, when he comes to establish his kingdom. So no matter how we start in this life, no matter even how we finish in this life, we know that there's a life to come that far surpasses anything we could ever imagine. And, and and that's just the beauty of it. And and it it still blows my mind. I'm thinking, what kind of God? And it wasn't that they got a bad that that Joseph and Mary just ended up with bad luck. Mm-mm. God ordained that them to be in that that manger. That's right. His son to be in that manger. Um it's just so incredible. Yeah. And just some of the struggles that they had to go through, like going to Egypt. Like they had to go to Egypt and it's a long way and yeah. it's dangerous and it's, you know, it's, it's really rough. And, and yet they did. And, and they, they carried that, the son of God. I mean, what kind of responsibility knowing that that is the son of God and, and, and raising him. Mm. It's just, every time I think of that, it just blows my mind. But God has been so faithful in, in, making his promises come true. Yeah. Because if you go clear back to Abraham, he made a promise to Abraham because of Abraham's faith that he was willing to set. I mean, it's a, it's a theme, right? Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son for God. Mm. Right. Right up to the moment where it happened, getting ready to happen. And God said, okay, stop. And then he provided a lamb, but he rewarded that faith by promise Mm that he would send a new lamb of hope and of peace. And he did. Right. He did exactly what he promised he would do to Abraham. And he, and he flourished Abraham's seed exactly the way he said he would. And then he provided Christ as the lamb for all of us. Amen. Yeah. And so that, that it's just a continuous answering of promises and providing for his children. And it's just an amazing thing that God, he, Jesus only gave us a couple things. You know, he only gave us two commandments, new commandments, right? Yeah. He says, I want you to love God with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I want you to love each other. And exactly what you said, we're supposed to be known by how we love each other. If you can do these two things, the kingdom is yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big promise, isn't it? You would think it'd be really easy just to love each other. If I can love you and I can love everyone around me, I get to inherit a kingdom. I mean, seriously, it it really isn't much harder than that, is it? (laughs) But how hard is it to love people? Because you know what? Sometimes you're annoying and sometimes you get on my nerves and sometimes (laughs) you 
I mean, come on, man. You say things that are just annoying, right? <laughs> Can I not love through those things? Not on your own. No, that, you that, can't. That's why. That's why Jesus says you have love, love your God first. Thank you. Because only by loving God you can understand, and you can have draw. You can draw from Him the ability to love each other. Because mm. on your own, we will never be able to do that. Because all the annoyance that you're talking about, <laughs> eventually that'll get to you, right? Yeah, and you get a bad eventually attitude. Eventually you're to give up on that. <laughs> you know, you get a bad attitude. Next thing you know, I'm over here talking to Jeremy. You know that Oleg, man. He's always late. <laughs> I mean, he's just making us wait for him all the time. I mean. I'm I, used to I, it, I, I kind of This guy's annoying, man. Thank you guys for loving me so much. <laughs> We're loving on you, man. We're going to love on you. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, easy to get sour, right? Yeah. And then you get this, your heart starts to get wrong. Real easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because our offenses become so personal. And that's not personal. And that's where enemy thrives upon. Oh, yeah. He loves the offense because he knows the offense is the beginning of all the ugliness. Right. And all the other Mm -hmm. consequences of it. Yeah. He thrives there, right? And then, you know, you roll up and Jeremy over in the corner talking and you get a little bit Wait, what are they doing? It looks suspicious. And then you get some fear that maybe we're talking about you. And then the enemy gets in you. Right. And pretty soon we're all working against each other because we let something get in between us. Yeah. We're not loving each other anymore. We're suspicious of each other. Right. Right. Man, he loves that, doesn't he? Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's, we got to, we got to fight that. Now, we have an advantage, I think, right? Because those people that, that were living before Christ, they didn't have any help in that. They were on their own. And and they had a lot of infighting and battling. I mean, I can't imagine Moses is, he, he had to go home to his tent out in that desert and just go, why did you give me these people? Every day he had to do it. Now, I know he said mm-hmm. it a few times verbally because we see it in the Bible. What have you given? What have you done? <laughs> You know, but I mean, can you imagine how, because yeah. what, 3 million people, I'm pretty sure that there were some annoying things happening over there and a lot of complaining and, and, All the time. and, and it's just like, oh my goodness, I'm going to just want to give me somebody to choke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but when Christ came, he, and, and because Christ came, he opened, that opened the door for something more for us. Right. Because when he came and he did his work and he went away he made a promise. I'm going to send you the helper. Right. Exactly. So now we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so those times where it would be really easy for us, to, our hearts to turn hard, yeah. to turn out that love and to pick up something ugly, we can have, we have the Holy Spirit that can help us go, no, 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 no. Come on, man. You know Oleg loves you. And you know he didn't do nothing to hurt you on purpose. And you're like, you know what? You're right. He is. You're right. I, I need to cut him some slack. But we have help, right? We are blessed with the helper. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and this is this is the advantage for us being living in the times when we live now. Yes. That uh, we do have that helper. And, uh, you know, just sometimes you, you can compare even, uh, you know, you can compare Peter you know, um, before before the cross mm-hmm. and after the cross, and actually after 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 the day of Pentecost, right? 
uh, we see his boldness because before he was kind of bold, but he was confident in himself and his own boldness, right? Mm -hmm, so he, mm -hmm. he was kind of running his own show until he was brought before a girl and he quickly <laughs> fell down, right? Three times. I don't know who you talking about. Uh, but after we see Peter, he is completely different boldness. It wasn't boldness on his own, but he was truly speaking with that authority that mm -hmm. God has given him, right? And this is the picture that uh, I often refer to because this is the boldness that we have here today. Right. Because if we have the same spirit living in us that Jesus promised mm -hmm. us, right? We have the boldness. We have that conviction. We have that, um, you know, that peace that surpasses all understanding, right? We have that authority that Christ given us. As you mentioned b before, he, he went down to hell and he defeated hell. And he took that authority back, those, those keys, keys of authority, and given to his church. So, and today, while we're living in this pandemic times, in these heavy times, you know, we are much better off than people were 2,000 years ago when they were waiting for the first hope. Right. While we here we are, we already read the book, mm -hmm. we've seen the book, <laughs> it is so much easier, supposedly so much easier for us to believe while we're waiting for the second hope, for the second right. coming, you know, because we are more empowered mm. and we have so much more weapons that we can draw. Right. But as you said, there was 700 years where God didn't speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't have that. No. Because when Christ left this time, when the, he left us something to hang on to, he gave <laughs> us the spirit to abide with us while he's not with us. That's, he, he never has abandoned us. No way. He's been with us every second of our life since we've been born. And then he's also continued to make promises, and we have the hope that his of his return. But we're not alone, and that in itself is a great hope, right? Each and every day, I can wake up with the hope and the knowledge and the belief that the Spirit is with me. That that part of God that He sent here to abide with us until Christ's return is with me when I walk. Yeah, you know it's it's so amazing what Christ did and. Bringing really all, you know, he said, if the Son of Man be lifted up, uh, he'll draw all men unto him. Mm -hmm. And he's draw, you know, whether you're running a multi-million dollar company right. or whether you're mopping floors, you have access to the King of Kings. You have the same authority. He doesn't differentiate between your earthly status. He looks at the heart. He looks yeah. at where you're at, like, you know, your relationship with him. And, and he brings people... From every race and every nation and every tongue, um, you know, it, when we sit there at the Lamb's Feast, you know, at that wedding feast, there's going to be people from every tongue, tribe, and nation, rich, poor, you know, mm -hmm. you name it. They're going to all be there worshiping the Lamb. And it's it's just powerful because that's, that's the hope we have even here now, not just even to come, but that no matter where we're at in life, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, we have power and authority through Christ and His Holy Spirit in us to overcome. He said, mm -hmm. you're going to have troubles in this life. Yes. But He says, take heart, because I've already overcome, and I have given you the same authority. 
yeah. right? to be victorious right. in this life. And that does, again, doesn't mean that everything's going to go our way. Because he said that they're, if they hated me, they're going to hate you, right? Right. <laughs> you know, but, 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 but thank God when it, when all manners of evil is spoken about you, give, mm. give thanks to your father in heaven. Cause yeah. you know, you're, that's what, that's what happens when you follow, follow Christ. Yeah. This isn't our destination. Then that's, uh, no. unfortunately, that's what so many people don't understand that this isn't our destination that. And and for unbelievers, I, I, f- I feel sorry for them because they have to look forward to as a box in the ground. Right. I mean, that's it. What's the point? Mm. What are you doing? I mean, if you even if you think about just living for yourself and in full enjoyment of every day, of all the time, how empty does that have to be? Because the enjoyment that you got yesterday, what does it do for you tomorrow? Absolutely nothing. So that in itself, to me, would be a driver to go find something that would mean have meaning tomorrow and the next day and five years from now, ten years from now. Where else can you find meaning? Like, I mean... I know people that try to find meaning in their job and in relationships and all these things. They all have the same thing in common. The moment you start them, the moment that you give birth to it, it begins to die. It all corrodes. It all falls apart. It all turns to ash eventually. There's only one thing that doesn't. And that is that relationship with Christ. That is that acknowledgement of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And being part of that relationship, that never falls apart. Mm. And no matter how many times that you fall down and you get back up and you go, oh, man, I did that thing again. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm so sorry. It doesn't disqualify you from that relationship. You haven't broken it. You can't break it. Because once you get to the point where you're like, okay, God, I, I love you, Jesus. I want you in my life, and I want to have a relationship with you, and I w- help me to grow, it's over. Because he's going to help you. Yeah. And if yeah. you fall down, he's going to come down and run down there and help you up. Because mm-hmm. he promised you that. I will leave the 99, and I will come, and I will find you, and I will pull you out of that pit, and I will help you back up. I will carry you on my shoulders home. I mean, my goodness, how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that continued promise of hope? Even when I mess up, you're going to redeem me again and again and again because you love me that much. It's incredible. That is why we celebrate. The birth of our Savior. That's right. Because there's no way he'll ever let you go. He'll never let you down. He will never let you fall so far that you can't come back. Amen. He'll never give up on you. He'll never turn your back his back on you, and he'll never let you down. He will never lie to you. Yeah. And he will never fail to fulfill a promise. I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean that 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 is almost powerful. It's so strong, right? 
I mean, if, if you truly, if you truly understand and you love this relationship with Jesus Christ and you go into this, this time of year and you, and you celebrate with him and you thank him for his presence, you thank you for the blessings and you thank him for your, your salvation. There's just nothing that you can't do with the power that he gives you. I mean, he, he's told us he has given us the gates to hell. The keys to the gates of hell, sorry. <laughs> I get excited. I lose my ability to speak English. But we're not supposed to fear anything. Hell itself should be trembling at us. And if we can make hell tremble, what is there else that can be afraid make us afraid? Nothing. He's given us so much power, so much authority. So much hope. People don't, I, I, I wish I could get people to understand how powerful hope is. Yeah. You can see it in every prison camp ever, in every war. The hope is what kept people alive. Have you seen pictures of the Jews from World War II? These mm. grown men weighed 60 pounds. Right. You could see every bone in their body through their skin. The hope kept them alive. That's how powerful it is. There's no way some of these men should have been alive. There was nothing left of them. They were emaciated to the point of death, but they were still living for hope. And guess what? Many of them got to see that hope when the Americans come and release them, when the French come and release them, when the German, the uh, uh, English come and release them from these prisons. They had hope. Hope is so powerful. It is the one thing that Every enemy wants to destroy. They can't destroy Jesus. No. So we celebrate the birth of our hope and our Savior this time of year. That's right. That's right. I just also wanted to add something that, um, you know, as we um, you know, enter this season... You know, the, the the enemy's agenda for us is to distract us. Mm -hmm. What real reason is, you know, it's a cliche saying, the reason for the season, right? But it is true because we get, most people get all wrapped up about, you know, the presence, mm -hmm. the, uh, the coming to see each other and spending time with family and um, ending of the year and, you know, uh, Santa Claus and, and Christmas trees, right? So <clears throat> all that is just really not to take it away from it, from, you know, decorations and things like that. But in a way, it, it's, a, it's a distraction. It's really a distraction uh, for people. And enemy wants to use those um, even though they look good. It looks good on the outside and sounds right. Uh, you know, who wouldn't want to spend time with their family? Who wouldn't want to give a good gift to their loved ones, right? I mean, it sounds really, really good. But the theory behind it is that the enemy wants you to stop just on that and say, this is all it's all about. Mm. And, uh, you know the movies that we that we watch and the stories that we hear it's all about that all yeah. the material and relationship between people and each other right 
So I think we have to take initiative and we have to take more of a sober stand here in this season and say, I'm not going to conform to this world. Right. I'm not going to conform to what the world wants me to to think and to do during this season, mm -hmm. but I'm going to intentionally um, put my thoughts and my um, my faith into what really, really matters. Right. To finding that hope that you that we are talking about here mm -hmm. today. Because that's really what's most important. That's what really Christ came to do. He didn't come here to for us to give gifts to each other, each other, or or to put up Christmas trees, right? You know, that's what he came here to do, and that's what we're talking about. So it is up to us. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. it is it is up to as uh, you know, the manor are listening is the man of the house or or the whoever the uh, leader of the uh, household is is to say, listen, all this is good, but let's stop and really mm. think about this. Right. What yeah. is really the reason of, for because this? Because if we ignore Christ in Christmas, then what's the point? <laughs> yeah, right? just Mass, right? Which it's been right. stripped down to. So yeah, I mean... say X-Mass and whatever else. But I, I, you know, to, to that point, I've been thinking about that a lot too, and I think it comes down to all that stuff can be really good. I love. There's a lot of traditions that I love around this time of year. Oh yeah, right with your kids and all that. So oh, I love the Christmas music. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a sucker for Christmas music. But I think sometimes we've got to be, you know, like Paul said, I'm content in every situation. Right. Because sometimes there's there's times where we we have bounty, and I think we've had more years of bounty, you know, th that we can count in this right. country, right? Oh, where we've wow. had so many. Presence on the tree, we, we couldn't mm -hmm. even count them all. Mm -hmm. And and but you know we've also got to be content when there's situations and and not get like Oleg said, not forget that true meaning and get distracted by it. Because sometimes we can think, you know, even now, like I'm like, oh man, you know, it's like the second week into almost into December, and I haven't put up any lights, and <laughs> I've been busy. And, and you know, sometimes we got to be like, I'm not going to get stressed about this. It's okay. I'm going to be content in every situation, right. right? If if I've got the time and the ability, and the money, right, then thank you, Jesus. Right. But if I don't, I'm not going to get stressed and worried about it. I'm not going to try to maintain this level of perfection with my holiday, you know, greetings and parties right. and cards. And, you know, if I can do it, if if it's there, like me and my wife, we want to send out, we want to send out a, a holiday greeting, right, a card. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, babe. If, if we're going to get stressed out about it, we're getting distracted. Right. Here. This is we're losing the meaning here of what what the purpose is, and that's why I think we just got to be conscious of that. Not that we don't want to celebrate and do traditions and things, but where it gets to the point where we're just a a, a mess of, mm. of stress and fear nope. and anxiety, and we're we're picking fights with you know our spouse, and yep. it's not worth it. We can't lose our we're peace losing over it. The peace, yeah. Don't lose your peace over it. I mean, we're celebrating hope and peace. Yeah. But how do you get stressed over doing that? Don't let it happen. I mean, how how great a victory for the enemy for you to become unpeaceful during the time you're celebrating the peace yes. and hope. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. for a second, yep. just stop and go, wait, 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 wait. None of that is worth that. No. That's not what he wants from us. Yeah. And our kids sometimes just on that. Thing. I think sometimes we, we 
we want to do so much for our kids, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes they just want our time, quality time, just doing something simple and directly focusing on them. I think that goes a lot more than no matter how many presents we can put under the tree. I think that's where a lot of kids, that's another topic, but I think that's what <laughs> we'll kids are crying out year. for, right? They're, well, yeah, they're not I, just wanting, hey, here's a gift, you know, play with that and I'll, I'll be back next next week. But what they kind of gift is it for want, mom and yeah. dad to be at peace together in the house? Yes. Right? Exactly. There's no fighting. There's no bickering. There's no stress on your face. Is that not a gift to your children in the world that we live in? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I bet it'd be easy. You could probably just toss a rock out the door and hit a kid that would want that for Christmas because there's so many kids that live in homes that don't know that piece. Right? I mean, it's a sad just truth. don't try that at home. Right. Was that tossing a rock? <laughs> <laughs> But you, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah, just so you. many kids out there that are suffering from families that are broken up or families that are in continuous stress and strife and anger and, and heartbreak that there is no peace in that home. Mm-hmm. So I, I will guarantee you there are kids out there that would give all their presents for a day of peace. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Any closing thoughts? I mean, I had this scripture on my heart when we started. Okay. And it's from Hebrews 11. Um, and it's where Abraham was basically, it says that him and his sons, Isaac and Jacob, they lived in tents. And then it says, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And going back to what we were saying, that Jesus came to be the chief cornerstone mm. of this new city. A builder. That it was made out of living stones, you and I, believers, that have found this hope, this peace. Um, and we all come together to form a habitation for our God, to abide with him forever. I mean, what what greater gift can we ask for than than that, that he would send Jesus to be that initial forming stone mm. to build his church on um, of, of, you know, again, people of every race, creed, nationality, yeah. language, mm-hmm. social, economical background. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to add something at the at closing <clears throat> Earlier, you said that one of your um, favorite stories from the nativity stories were when shepherds came to greet Jesus. And um, shepherds were there to examine the perfect lamb. Because (laughs) in Bethlehem, that's where lambs were born. They were sacrificed at the time of Passover. And those shepherds were the ones who were watching those lamb and the little baby lambs were born for that particular purpose. And uh, when they came to visit Jesus, um, not knowing, not knowingly what they were doing, but symbolically they were examining the perfect lamb. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> wow! And for this season, I just want to wish all the listeners and those. 
with their families and those that know Christ today or not. Um, I wish them all to find that peace through that examined lamb that died for us. Mm. Because one of the purposes for Jesus to be born, that he would, would be sacrificed. Because everything that was done before that, it's all about cross. And everything that, that we're doing now, it's all because cross that happened. So my wish is that, that every single person that's living in fear today would find that hope mm -hmm. through the lamb that was born 2,000 years ago, who gave his life for us, that we could have that perfect peace that surpasses all our knowledge um, and have that hope that we are talking about, have that hope of tomorrow, have the hope of today. So. Amen. Yeah, amen. Well, I want to thank you guys uh, for coming and joining me today. It's been a real blessing to have you guys here to talk about this. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having Pleasure. us. So this has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast, and today on A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, we've been talking about our hope in Christ. And I, I just want to quote uh, John twelve forty six as Jesus himself said, I came into the world as light so that everyone who believes in me may not remain in darkness. So darkness leads to hopelessness, as we talked about today at great length. But Christ is our hope. And so let us never doubt this truth, that he is our hope. And that hope will set you free. Mm -hmm. It will lift you above all tribulation. So this will be our last broadcast of this year. If you would please join us again in the new year, we will have a whole new lineup of shows and we'll be launching a new website as well. So if you would, please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to visit our website at vrbroadcast.org, where you can find more teaching and ask questions of the show and of our guests. And if you would, find us on Facebook at A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. And do us a favor, recommend the podcast to your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening. Have a Merry Christmas and a blessed day. <laughs>